Welcome once again to Sweeping the Country. I'm your host, Derek Walker, and with me, as he is every single week, my co-host, the very famous Jimmy Carter. Not that Jimmy Carter, this Jimmy Carter. Hey, Jimmy. Yes, to me. To me. We've got a lot of interesting, you know, since we've last talked, several celebrities have died and people that I've been around over the years. Uh, one was David Crosby most recently. Yes. Uh, he had man. been he had been ill. Uh, I was not aware that he was ill, but I think people in the in the music business knew. And uh, I guess he had been tweeting out some things that kind of telegraphed that maybe. But anyway, he was uh, 81 years old. You know, he had had a liver transplant at one point. You know, he's he lived hard. Yeah, no doubt. And he was 81 years old. He was in the group, one of the co-founders of the group, The Birds. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was certainly a landmark group. And along with uh, Mc, Roger McGuinn and the others, that was a classic band when they started out and had so many great songs. And then, you know, when you can't really hard, that's a foundational group. Sure. He gets into Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Right, which, which is one of the greatest boots of groups of all time. Right, he goes from one and, to another, uh, right? I mean, he goes from one and develops yeah. another. It's incredible. And uh, you know, this wow, what can you say? Well, Stephen Stills, you know, was in uh, a group Buffalo Springfield, and I yep. think they were fellow folkies. You know, they were considered folkies yeah, at the time, back in the day, and yeah. they were electrified folkies. And then Graham Nash in the Hollies, and Neil Young was in the Buffalo Springfield as well. And the clash of the egos in these oh, super groups definitely were huge and Crosby was definitely a fiery person the one that he seemed to get along with the most was Graham Nash and even they had trouble you know in more recent years but David Crosby certainly was involved in a lot of music and he was making a lot of music in his last year said that he had a lot of music in the can and uh, definitely was part of they, they talked about how in 1968 uh, inaugurated the supergroup era you know, because they were at Woodstock. Oh yeah, still yeah, yeah. I got a and, question uh, for I mean, you. He was. You, you're a big, uh, you're a big Beach Boys fan. Um, Brian Wilson uh, saying he's heartbroken. Were they friends? I mean, or were they? Well, they probably were. Yeah. I mean, because David was part of the L.A. music scene for gotcha. so long, and, gotcha. and they all respected Brian. And and the thing that Crosby did, he wasn't like he was the chief songwriter in any of these groups, but his harmony. Yeah. He was like the rhythm guitar in harmony. He was sort of a foundational voice there while the others were singing some kind of kind of lead thing. So anyway, uh, had yeah. a liver transplant because of alcohol and drug abuse and, you know, and uh, very uh, sad to see that. A lot of people uh, definitely reacting to the loss. And then Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, um, boy. Wow. People were worried. They thought they saw something coming with her. Uh, that she wasn't acting right or something. Yeah, and uh, we still don't know. We're waiting for the toxicology. That's how. It, that's what happens in many of these deaths. Uh, for just about anybody, they know what killed you if it's a heart attack or something. Yeah, but then they don't know if they're drugs or alcohol or what else is in your system until the toxicology reports, and those take weeks to come up. So, so we'll see. That's the story. Lisa Marie laid to rest at Graceland mm. and a memorial service was held on the 22nd at Graceland, and um, that was that. But she had a really crazy life. Boy, did more, she. I'd forgotten about a lot of this. I mean, she was she was born to, nine months after Priscilla and Elvis were married. Right. And I don't, people said that Priscilla certainly wasn't ready for motherhood at that time. She was a young girl herself. Yeah. And then Lisa Marie 
found her dad dead. He was she was one of the first ones Think of in that. there when all the commotion because her bedroom was right down you know the road from his. How horrible! And so that messed her up. I think she was oh, nine yeah. or something when that happened. Jeez. And then she misbehaved or was kind of a not you know like kids go through stages when they're acting out. Yeah. And her mother put her in some kind of Scientology obedience center. Oh boy. And so that put those two, the mother and the daughter on a track that lasted for a long, long time of those people. They've been at odds and being really on different pages on the whole thing with that. And then Lisa Marie, I'm sure some psychiatrist would, would look at her and look at her uh, marriage record. Yeah. You know, right. And seeing that, you know, what was she why would she be attracted to a Michael Jackson? What was there? Uh, they were both, comes, you know, coming from the world of fame. Yeah, maybe you know, that's and it. He would right? be one of the few people that would understand how to be, you know, to be the daughter of the most famous singer, you know, in the yeah. world. That was a and weird so maybe relationship. She under, maybe they understood each other and had equal sense of humor. Who knows? And then she married for a couple of minutes, Nicholas Cage. I remember that. And then too. she married two non-professional people and all these things, you know, crashed and burned. Yeah. So, Boy, what a life. Different. It's just it's just the whole thing, you know, with her is just very, very sad. It is sad. And, uh, and then I, she dies fact, too for young. Television, you know? I was going to pull some video of her yeah. uh, to mention the memorial service and some of that. And it was such sad looking at the videos of her uh, that I just couldn't do it. And there wow. was a song that Elvis had done for her when she was a little kid. That was too sad. Yeah. So I just, yeah. you know, hung it up. I huh? just passed. You know, they both they that. both died. Her and her dad both died. What? Very young ages, but I mean, reasonably, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean uh, he she outlived most, but yeah, you know, but the heart problem was an issue in the family. Yeah, um, the dad, the mom, Elvis had all died of cardiac arrest and all yeah, that. That's and then there's the Alec Baldwin story. I just saw you know, that. Man. I mean, that story is that that ha that shooting happened in October, I think, of twenty one. I was going to say two so years like, ago. So that was right. It yeah. seems like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Now that the DA has, I mean, they came down pretty hard on them. I what mean, is the, what are they charging that, him with? I mean, what are they going with? Well, involuntary manslaughter, okay. uh, two involuntary manslaughter charges against him. And, you know, this is a New Mexico justice. So people are trying to figure out what the laws are in that state, yeah. you know, about that. But man, they, uh, and they went after the armorer as well. That would be the person that's job is to deal with guns. Oh, I got you. And I think there was a third person that was involved in this that may have already pleaded out or done something. So I'm not exactly you know, sure. He, though. He's probably going to appeal though. Don't you think he'll fight that? I, I would guess. Well, I mean, I mean they, they, you know, he's going to, he, he may not get perp walked or anything like that Yeah. because, um, just because of the way this charge is going to go down. But if he fights it, they'll have a trial. Yeah. And it sounds like the, the uh, DA is pretty hot on the trail saying no one is above the law. Yeah. And it was reckless disregard for I, safety. I agree with that 100%. People, so. I remember when Bruce Springsteen got busted in some national park for drinking booze. Remember that? And he was on his motorcycle. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we ought to all operate under the same rules yeah, on the that. Rules so it's the hard, rules. To, hard to disagree about. And yeah. it just keeps going. And the big key on this one, though. I thought that they had kind of worked all this out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the the civil case that was going to be to me the bigger deal yeah, uh, the was sort of worked out with the husband of the of the dead cinematographer, and now he's come out and said to on the in, on, on Alec Baldwin and the armor are getting trouble. He can he agrees with the prosecutors. He thinks that wow. there should be some consequences. So that's a big turn in the road from the family. 
I mean, this could this could you know sink Alec Baldwin. It's we, a five year deal. Yeah, it's a five year minimum right. sentence if he gets convicted. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't so, know him. I don't know him personally. I don't know, but I agree with you. I think we all should live by the same rules. And if there's punishment due, which if the courts deem it you know, so, I then, don't know. I mean, it. you know, they're gonna. It, it's this is going to be a long time for this. <laughs> would go to trial if it goes to trial. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how that works out. I mean, I agree with he, he shouldn't get any special favors. That's no, for sure. Absolutely not. And, yeah. and, and I don't know about his responsibility of checking yeah, the boy. gun. Um, I mean, <sighs> I know, I don't, I, know. I mean, I imagine you could line up a hundred actors here and find out, do they always check the gun Yeah. or do they let it slide? And I think you're going to find that, maybe half and half or something like that do. I, I would agree now, with Now, the that. armorer, you know, wh- how did this happen in the first place? Well, the way I understand it is that some on one of the days off or something that these people went out and used the prop gun and real bullets and shot 10 cans out in the desert. Yeah. And so they got the real bullets and the blanks mixed, mixed up, up because they look alike in some way. And um, they just don't have the bullet on the end of them. So they got the real stuff with the fake stuff mixed up. She was incompetent. That's pretty clear. She was a rookie at doing it. And then these small movies, these independent movies, are on a shoestring budget. Right. And so that's where you don't have the best armorer in the business. You have someone getting started, you know, right. someone in their first or second job. Her daddy had done that. And I'm sure she was, you know, on her way to being good, but maybe didn't know yeah. to be that careful about yeah that, and so. i don't even you know i mean i like i said i don't know alec baldwin i don't care for him as a person some of the stuff i hear him the quotes and they can yeah, be out I mean, of context when i've interviewed him i didn't really care for him either okay so it's it's legit and but at the same time across. at the same time if you know if you and i were handed that weapon and we didn't necessarily check it we just assumed that it was safe which you would probably do if you had somebody in charge if, if i handed you a soda and said here jimmy enjoy this and there was a piece of glass in it and i didn't check it you know, or whatever, it, it's tough. That's a tough one. I mean, it really is. It's a tough one. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it's like if you run over, you didn't mean to run over somebody. Right. But you were playing on your phone. Right. So, right. you know, I mean, I don't how know. many people have done that and not yeah. had the consequences of running over somebody? True. But should you get punished if yeah. you ran over somebody because you were playing your phone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're I right. mean, probably. Yeah, I mean, right. so... You know, that's why you have courts and that's why you have juries and yeah, judges you hope and all the that. system is going to be fair. No doubt. Um, in my family, this was something that happened in the last week. A um, member of my family, a uh, couple, went to the airport and took off to go <laughs> to a business award they got for sales yeah. in which people do. They get awards, you know, where sure. they're having a convention somewhere. And if you're lucky, you get to go and, yeah, that's and awesome. they treat you right and all that stuff. So they were going on one of those, left at six. We were going to leave at six in the morning, got up at two thirty mm-hmm. to go to the airport because you got to go through TSA and all that crap. Yeah. Well, American Airlines was 45 minutes or so late leaving. No reason that you could find out. No reason was ever given. There was no weather. Just late. It's just they were 45 minutes leaving for whatever. All these planes. Yep. Nobody's on time no. anymore. No, you're And right. so they drag, they go into Miami, and uh, they're late. And so when they get there, the AirTran is not working, which is some kind of thing that gets you from one place to the next. You know, these airports, yep. and nothing's working. We're like third world in some cases. I days. would agree with that. And so yeah. they run up to the gate, and there's a rule, and I had never heard of it. Because I haven't been flying in the last three or four years. Yeah. And I'm a lifetime platinum 
multi-million miler course, on American. Yeah. You got the record. There's a yeah. fifteen. There's a fifteen-minute rule now. What's they close the door fifteen. Let's say the plane's supposed to leave at ten fifteen. Yeah. They now close the door at ten o'clock. Fifteen minutes. If you're not there before they close that door, fifteen minutes before departure, you lose your seat. Holy cow! And so they were a connecting passenger. Flight was late. American knew that they were coming, and because I mean they've waited for me on planes before most right. of the time. Sure. If it was the last flight out that night or the last flight that day, they'll hold the plane a little bit, yeah. you know, to get a connecting passenger in their bags or hold it for their bags. Well, they got there like 10 three or something. They wouldn't let them in because, oh gosh. because American airlines had oversold the flight, yeah, see? which is going on all the time lately. They're overselling flights. So they close it up 15 minutes so they can give your seat away. That's right. That's right. They sell I... it to somebody else, and it's like a double dip, but no one gets them in trouble for this. And then, beside that, if that wasn't bad enough, they were overweight, and people had to get off the plane. Oh, my Lord. Oh, well, so, you know, you know, it... I came for your birthday, right? And I've been since to the East Coast after your birthday. So I've done some puts about 5,000 miles in the last three months, right? Yeah. And I have booked those. And every time I go, every time I go, they're asking passengers to either give up their seat you pay to get or off, give yeah. up their luggage. And I, I looked for the flights where I didn't have to get off the plane. I wanted direct only because once I'm on, I'm going to where I'm going. And I right. do not want to risk it. Well, listen to this story. We're not through with this. Oh, one. This geez. gets worse. Okay. All right. So they've missed their flight to the Caribbean. It's the only flight of the day. Right. Uh, everybody goes one time. I think there was a Delta flight and there was some other flight, but they all left 30, 40 minutes earlier. So there's no more flights that day. So they're not going. So yeah. they said, you know, they have to go to the deal where I guess they you go through and get rebooked or whatever. Well, they said, we can. this is Saturday. Okay. No, Sunday. Excuse me. Okay. Sunday. Okay. They said we can probably get you out Tuesday. Oh, what? But you can, but you can Tuesday, but you can fly standby tomorrow. So of course they come back out there. They said we'll keep your bags though, which I totally disagreed with her on that. Said so you need to get your bags. Yeah. Because they're going to lose them or do something with them. But they said we'll keep them. Come back tomorrow. So they came back tomorrow, Monday. Flight oversold. Didn't get on. Oh my gosh. So now we're going another night in a hotel with no bags again, mm -hmm. but they guaranteed them. They said, well, you've got, re you've got reservations and a seat on the flight on Tuesday. Okay, good. So they come out another day in the same clothes they were wearing, uh, on oh, Sunday my Gosh, and you know, and they, it's just a nightmare. And then they, they left and they got there and now they'll be coming back, you know, and hopefully tomorrow and, yeah, and they don't will they? bad that happens, but right. these airlines, Number one, they're running loose and fast. Yes, with, they This are. is another here's a headline in the Wall Street Journal. Airlines are bumping a lot more passengers lately. Fuller flights, late switches to smaller planes are among the culprits. <laughs> so they're doing all kinds of tricks and things. They need to be re-regulated again. I would. Airlines. I agree. There's no. There's no accountability. They I are was, out of control. Yeah, I was sitting in somewhere in Minnesota, um, and I was, and I was sitting in front of the glass, I had a four hour layover because of the same thing you're talking about. And I was sitting there in front of the glass and I was watching the planes, you know, normally in a normal airport, you go to a big one, LAX, um, Chicago, LaGuardia, wherever you go. And you sit in there, you know, you've done this your whole life. You watch yes. planes, man, they pull up, they load and they go right They're in, out, in, yep. out, in, out. And each gate is just moving and shaking the whole time. While I sit there in Minnesota, I watched three planes in four hours leave the actual 
gates that I was looking at. That's it. The airport wasn't full, but every one of those flights was jam-packed. So Yeah, they're flying out completely full. And they're yeah. using smaller equipment and less I mean less frequency. They need to be re-regulated yeah. again. And uh it's a mess. I mean the yeah, customers really getting screwed. And you know, and they're just saying, too bad, so sad. Right. You right. know, I mean in business law, this is pretty simple. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do a service with you, I'm gonna pay you money and you're gonna give me a service. Right. That's a contract. Right. So that's what they're entering into you. And I if that fifteen minute thing is a lot of baloney. Well, yeah, that just came the out. Fact they can sell your seat. You own that seat. Yeah. You've bought that seat. Right. That needs to fly out empty or something. Right. And when it's you're wrong. not I mean, when you're not it. on time for a connecting flight with the same airline, they know that because they booked you on those flights. So they know your you're seat. not that's right. They know you're not gonna be on time. They should hold it till the very, very last minute because it's their fault that you're late. Well, they know you're in the system and you're on the way. Right. I right. mean, if they're doing their 100%, job. But again, 100%. you've got a lot of employees that are just mad at the company. You've got the air, the Southwest pilots have voted to strike the other day. Oh, geez. Uh, and that's a mess. I mean, it's just the whole airline system. And you've got a transportation secretary that doesn't know what day it is. And you, you don't even have a head of the FAA. We haven't had a head of the it, FAA. In a long time. I did they, not know that. It's been held up in Congress. In I a didn't bunch know of, that. Much. Well, there's yeah, the problem right there. They're, that's why mess. they're running loose and fast. But but it's all politics. And then we gave the airlines billions of dollars oh, during COVID. Bailouts. We don't know where that went. And uh, yeah. it's a mess. Well, and then we've let, and then these air, these American airlines, I mean, American-based airlines, we've let them you know, here we are in American, we've given them COVID money and everything else, but they're supporting Airbus right? and buying Airbus European planes instead Air of Boeing planes that are American made. Right. Now they're claiming these Airbus planes are American made. That's not true. They're assembled. They're assembled in Mobile, the 200 planes. Gotcha. And every bit of the things that go in there are coming on boats from Toulouse, France, and a couple of other places. Amazing. And it's all, it's a joke. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a game. And again, the American taxpayer is just getting hosed. Yeah. And we're letting a French European consortium get the, that's yeah. why, you know, they didn't get the tanker and Boeing screwed it up, but we need to, that, that whole system is messed up too. I agree. The whole I, Boeing I, system is a mess. I agree. So, I agree. No, that the, the, the airlines we just got, got so many problems. You don't even know where to start. I, I agree you know, with you. Country and you stuff. said something earlier and I, and I just, I just locked into that when you said it. And, and I'm sure people listening uh, thought it too. You said in some ways, we're a third world country. Jimmy, it's not even in some ways, it's in many ways. I mean, I go places now and I think to myself, it's what it is. You know, you see these people pull a gun on the McDonald's or whatever because the fries are cold or yeah. whatever. That's the Wild West. I mean, but we've got infra infrastructure problems. We have uh, police problems where we can't attract the, the folks to be police officers anymore because they keep going to prison or going to jail. Supported. Th that's then, right. That's right. You know, right. you're not having standards of education right. and other things, you know, in there. So you're not, I mean, it's like, like the prison guard thing. We wonder why people are abused in prison sometimes. Well, exactly. Who is that? The person that wants to be locked into prison for eight hours a day, not many right. people want to volunteer for that. And you make good money. You often have to live out in the country somewhere because most prisons are not in the city. They're right, in right. a rural area yeah, sure. like Stark, Florida and places like that. So you have to live in the boondocks. But anyway, yeah. we've we've got to modernize the way we deal with prisoners mm -hmm. and, and try to technically make it 
where maybe you don't need so many guards and you can automate some of this stuff if that's what you're going to do to people. Hey, we but, got the technology. We may as well use yeah, it, Yeah, right? it's just that we don't want to spend any money on that. Well, and you then know. you've got people having to carry guns in places like that Mexican food place in Houston where the guy, yeah. somebody's robbing the place and he has to shoot them. I mean, we don't. do we want to live in that society where everybody at your restaurant's going to pull out a gun well, and shoot the bad guy because we don't have any cops? No, I don't I, mean, I don't think so. But, I mean, if that's where it goes, that's where it goes. And, and there's nothing we can do to stop that, at least you and I. But talking about it puts it a little bit in the forefront. But I'll tell you, I did not grow up that way. I didn't grow up that way at all. I mean, I wasn't. No, we grew up where we thought we were safe. Maybe you know? that's it. I mean, it. we're not living in Tucson, Arizona, where we've got to get Curly Billy, you know, who's right. taking place. And you have to get wired or to come out of retirement oh, yeah. to get anything done. And I just don't know how that's all going to turn out. And then this is interesting. Imagine this. And these, I think about these people that are making so much money right now on bars in downtown Nashville, for example. Oh, they're, they're making millions it in. down there. They're selling millions of dollars worth of booze. Well, this is in the New York Times. Dry for January, new bars catered to the sober curious. What, what is There's that? There's a whole deal about alcohol-free bars, mocktails popping up in New York City. So you wondered, went through a whole generation, like less four or five years anyway, of people just drink until they fall down. Now, you know, and now you're sort of seeing what's <coughs> and the opposites reacting, where they're now doing alcohol-free bars, dance parties, sober curious events, coming out with club clerk. Curious, a three-room storefront in Brooklyn, serves as a clubhouse for Curious Elixirs. That's a brand of non-alcoholic bottled cocktails. You know what? So I, this is really picking up steam. I'll be interested to see in a couple months where that is. But more power to them. I mean, why not? It couldn't hurt, right? Give it a shot. What well, the, the whole bar system doesn't work. <laughs> you, you build these places because they're going to make so much profit on beer. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have people drinking... You're going to have to charge a cover charge or something along those lines, and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Prince Harry's book, fastest-selling nonfiction book in the United Kingdom since records began, and they All printed right. 2 million copies, and it looks like they're in the second printing now, so he's going to sell more than that. Let me ask and you, are you mad at Harry, or are you okay with him? I don't want to use the word exploiting, but, I mean, he is telling the the dirt. I no, mean, I it, think they've, 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 you know, his... He's trying to tell the truth about his mom, yeah, who probably was murdered, yeah, yeah, and yeah. covered up. And yeah. I think he's trying to tell the truth how he brought this woman home, and they just and they were racist and they discriminated against her, okay, and they treated her bad, okay. So I think that's the truth. And if the truth hurts, the truth hurts. And he is a uh, he's tired of it. He's playing off. This guy's not a wimp, okay. He's playing offense. He's yeah. tired of letting them give their side out, and then no other side comes out. So. Yeah, is he burning his family? Is that bad? Yeah, yeah. But his family, his dad's a bad guy. Okay, at All the right. end fair of the enough. Day. I mean, that's a, that's well put. I mean, I agree. I've heard people say they're mad at him. I've heard other people say they're glad. I'm just curious what your well, people was. buy into what they're reading in the media. You know about about everything. They I mean, sure do. Yeah, and so and that was a story. Almost, it's hard to explain it. There's a a reporter for a New York station. And I noticed this out in the world. You know, there's a lot of anger toward news people now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more and more. And, yeah. and because it's because of the liberal nature of uh, some of the newspapers that are failing, like the Washington Post is failing again. Mm -hmm. And and but they've got. They, I had a, a subscription, 
and I really kind of let it go. I've kept the New York Times, yeah, uh, because but the Washington Post was getting more and more opinionated. I just want to get the news. That's what I and I everything agree with. had a had a slant, had a real bad slant. New York Times is more subtle in their slants, but they got it too. But people are they're mad about that because if you're on the other side, you think that you know all the reporters are bad, and there are a lot of them. Sure, that are that are more. Uh, it's really more back to the olden days. I mean, there were. In the old days of newspapers, there was yellow journalism. And you go back and study journalism. I remember that. Yeah. It wasn't all fair and balanced to me. Yeah. There were newspapers that were Republican newspapers. There were Whig newspapers. There was all this kind of stuff oh, in yeah. American history. Yeah, yeah. There were people that were uh, definitely supporting the South and the Civil War newspapers. And there were definitely people that were against it. I mean, we've not been in a fair and balanced world in journalism except maybe for a little while, even if we were ever there at all. Yeah. It's just now with TV, you know, when, when they weaponized television news, Fox did by becoming basically a voice for the right. Then CNN said, well, if they're going to be a voice for the right, Here we come. we're yeah. going to be a voice for the right. And then MSNBC says, well, we're going to be a voice for the far left. Right. And, right. and so, because right. they're really far out there. So where And so we- it's just, it's a shame that we can't just get the news. And remember when CNN started, they had a show called Crossfire. Oh, yeah. I and it remember. had somebody on the left and somebody on the right. Yeah. And they would argue, and then both sides would get it, and that was fair. And that's all I ever, ever, I ever wanted to do. I just think both sides should be told. I agree and, with you. I was you know, going to really, And then CNN became where they're trying to get that again. I've noticed they've at least made some effort, but the Republicans that they book on there are kind of rhino Republicans that yeah. aren't really – representing that side they're well, just telling them what they want to it's, hear it's hard to shake the reputation i mean whether you're fox or cnn you've, you've got one so it almost has to be somebody now like american news network or whatever or something you know yeah, but everybody seems out. to be on the right or the left or whatever that's like true that, and that with, is true with harry i mean if if you tried to listen to it without emotion and just take it like a juror would if if, if he was doing a trial you've heard what they've done on the other side yeah but now he's just given his side of it from how it felt from his side. And is he uh, emotional and wah-wah and doing some of that? Yeah, Probably. A little bit, yeah. Because he's had to give up, you know, he's had to give up stuff in order to to say what he feels. Oh, yeah, he's and, given it uh, all up. I mean, the, the, And I don't trust, part. in the Megan thing, you know, she's a victim of the press, but I don't know that she's a good, you know, a good soul. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. And I mean, it's it not is. important. No. We, but again, it, at the end of the day, who cares yeah. what these people do? But it's interesting how people get in touch with these things and, and love to watch the Crown television oh, show, it's which big. is really good. It's big. Or yeah. love, uh, there's been, a, you know, Helen Mary played a queen or something, Elizabeth. We yeah. like all that. We, a lot of people do like all that English stuff and royalty and all that thing. Well, now, this is going to be a show that's coming on. I don't. One person just wrote me while we were here saying yeah. they get it on their cable system. Uh, I don't think I get it on YouTube TV, and I don't think I get it. Uh, I don't know. Okay, Maybe it what on is my it? Apple TV. Uh, Discovery I. Boy, I don't D-I, know. I. It's called. Yeah, I don't it's know. called ID. No, the ID or so. ID announces the Playboy murders from executive producer Holly Madison starting January twenty third talking about uh, the new series death by fame talking about the people some of these are play or were playmates that died yeah some of these have been husbands of playmates that have died and other loved ones and things like that after getting involved with playboy magazine and it's yeah. 
Well, Jimmy, interesting. The only and thing so I can say is we're going to have to watch it. That's I mean, we got to see it. Uh, that's but the I don't way know we'll where know. I'm going to find DI. Well, I haven't figured I'll ID dig it up or whatever they call it there. I, I will dig it up uh, we're, for We're in Oscar time, Oscar nomination time. And Top Gun probably gets a nomination for Best Picture. I'm happy about that because I really like that movie. It, it really it um, captured everything the original one did it, with new technology. It was great. I have no complaints. I wanted to see The Fablemans, but I have not. I saw the about Steven Spielberg growing up and Ted thought it was boring or something. I think you, he went you got it on like Apple, it. right? You have it on Apple. Well, it's on everything. You can download it. Yeah, I, I've, I may I may try to watch that maybe even this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of these movies again. I mean, here's Elvis. It should get a nomination for best picture. Great movie. It yeah. will get a nomination for Austin Butler for best actor. Uh, no doubt about that. But whether he wins is a whole nother another deal. Yeah, I would I would say I'm not even an Elvis fan, and I loved the movie. I thought it was great. So, I mean, you know how it is. There's a movie called Tar, and uh, it's, this this is getting a lot of buzz because of Kate Blanchett plays a, uh, a greatest living composer and conductor and first ever female chief conductor of a major German orchestra. Okay. So I don't know where we find that movie, Tar. I tried to watch this the other day. It's on Netflix. And it was too violent. <laughs> Can you believe it? I went out of it because it was too violent. For you, all you've is, seen it all. All quiet on the Western Front. It's about a German soldier's terrifying experience and distress on the Western Front during World War One. That sounds all uh, right. World War One is just such a brutal, awful, yeah. uh, hand-to-hand combat, gas, yeah, uh, mechanized weapons for the first time, aerial combat for the first time. It's a bad war. You know, all wars are bad, but that was particularly nasty. And wow. this was I mean, really gets into the nitty gritty of it. I don't want to see it. It's just you saw. You've seen a lot of. You've seen Apocalypse Now and that kind of stuff, right? I mean, is that didn't bother me like wow. this? Just a little bit of this one. This was so real. Wow. This was okay. like watching documentary footage. Ugh, see, yeah, okay, okay. And uh, so there are other ones, you know, that might get up there. We'll see if yeah. if how woke and how crazy they get at the. Well, I, I hope Top up, Gun so. gets it. I think they they spent a lot of money on that movie. I think. Tom Cruise is always great, but I think the the movie came out at a time when we needed to see something like that. So yeah, uh, that's part of it too. But that also might be why they snub it. Maybe you know they 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 get jealous of yeah of them and they get jealous of him and indeed and uh, I don't know. I mean that's but I I watched it the second time and I absolutely enjoyed it the second time almost as it did the first and I watched it on my phone. Yeah, go see it. I mean, one of those small screens. Hey, yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely uh, see the new Top Gun. And uh, by all means, uh, Jimmy, we lobby for airline regulation. Let's put it back in play because people are getting screwed that travel. Yeah, and they're getting screwed travel. big time on that. You know, and and some people are trying to get to weddings or trying to yeah, get to I mean, right. the hospital or trying to get to a dying parent right. or all kinds of things. And in our airline system, used to work pretty doggone good most of the time. Yeah, right. And now it doesn't work most of the time. I would agree with you that. You know, it's rare if you have a non, if you get through a, a flight, particularly with a connection. And I've told people too, this is one, and we may have talked about this before, but yeah. I've told my my family members that did this, if I had a big interview coming up the next day mm-hmm. or I was going on a cruise, never travel the day of your cruise. Never. Like you think you can get up in the morning and go out at six and you'll get there at 10 or something yeah. in yeah. Miami or wherever the protocol is. And if you're late, that boat is leaving for you and they're leaving. So you're going to really be screwed up. Yeah. So you can't afford 
for the airline system to be even have a hiccup, which yeah. they can have even but, on their best of days. So you've got to go in the night before <laughs> and pay the money for a hotel. You just got to do it. I would agree. If you're going on a cruise, don't be foolish and do that. If you've got some big time job interview or something, anything you important. really got to be at, you better not go that day. You better go the night before. I agree with give you. Give yourself a little room. And if you are going to go to something that you got to do at six o'clock that night, you better start out at six o'clock that morning. Because in a perfect world, I've done this where I've left at nine o'clock and I got into LA at 11 o'clock and I got my rent a car and I made it and I went to In N Out Burger yeah. and made it to Burbank nice to do a television show at like three o'clock. But man, that was cutting it close. Yeah, but sometimes you, you don't do have anymore. a choice. You cannot sometimes do that. Sometimes you don't have a choice. But you do what you got to do. But you really can't do that anymore. The system is not working in a dependable manner where you can cut it close. Indeed, take it to heart. That's going to do it for us this week. By the way, In and Out Burger is not paying us to advertise their hamburgers. Oh, but they're great. I will, I will say they are great. I will say this: if they're interested, reach out. Ask JimmyCarter.com or WalkerDerek at Gmail. Com. Until next week, right here on Sweep of the Country, I am Derek Walker. He is... And I'm Jimmy Carter. Good day. Good day.